Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. It all started with a century-old letter from her great-great-grandmother that challenged her to think more purposefully about what kind of spiritual legacy she was building for her children and grandchildren. The letter also eventually led her to her beautiful devotional book about spiritual legacy, Heirloom, Living a Legacy of Faith. Kathy Howard is a treasure hunter. She hunts for the creamiest chocolate and the richest coffee. She searches for cherished stories of faith that still impact hearts. And she digs deep into God's word, mining his eternal truths for herself and to share with others. With more than 30 years of experience, Kathy has taught in dozens of states internationally and in a wide range of venues, including multi-church conferences and large online events. She has a master's of Christian education from the Canadian Southern Baptist Seminary, and she's the author of 10 books and counting more are coming. Kathy and her husband live in the Dallas Fort Worth area near family. They have three married children, six grandchildren, and two accidental dogs. She provides free discipleship resources, and she blogs regularly at kathyhoward.org. Welcome, Kathy. I'm so honored to have you here on the podcast. Thank you, Angela. I'm excited to be with you today. All right. I have to ask you how you end up with an accidental dog. We got to just start there. <laughs> right. Well, one of them belonged to my father-in-law. And so when we when he passed away, we inherited him. Aww. And then the other one belonged to our son. And when he went away to college, started off in the dorm, we had to keep him. And then by the time he got us in a situation where he was ready for the dog, my husband said, nope, you can't, you can't, can't have, have him back. back. He's mine now. I love <laughs> it. Exactly. We're dog lovers. We've had dogs our whole lives. So I love that. And, and I love this topic that we're talking about today, Kathy, this topic of leaving a legacy. I come from a long line of pastors and I'm so grateful for a heritage, but I'm also very aware that you know, there are so many varied backgrounds and we have listeners today who feel like they have not come from a spiritual legacy, but they long to leave a spiritual legacy for their kids and their grandkids. So we're going to just kind of do a deep dive into this topic and heirloom weaves these stories of faith and family history with scripture and beautiful artwork and ancestry research and tips and techniques. So we want to talk about all of that today. So Kathy, how did you get interested in the idea of spiritual legacy? Well, I I was born into a Christian home. My parents both loved Jesus and and taught me and my brother from, I mean, I cannot even remember a time that I didn't know the name of Jesus Mm. and, and it was in our house. So I was, I, made a profession of faith at an early age. So it was my parents' um, example encouraged me and my husband came from a similar background. And so when we were married and started having children, it was our desire to do that. Um, But I was not as intentional probably as I should have been. And and finding that letter you talked about really challenged me um, 
but I also had an opportunity with my grandkids. You know, it's never too late, not only to start a spiritual legacy, but to, to do a better job at, mm-hmm. at leaving one. And so that letter really did that for me. It, it um, one, it encouraged me because I realized um, this in this letter, my great great grandmother wrote out her prayer that she prayed for her son and for his child who that child was my grandmother, my maternal Mm -hmm. grandmother, who loved Jesus and pointed me to him constantly. So I felt like that prayer covered me too, even though I had never been born, was not even, I felt like her prayer covered me, but then it challenged me as to how intentional I am in in praying spiritual prayers for my family. Mm. You know, we, we all the time praying for their physical health and, you know, if they're in school, their schoolwork and all these things. But, but do I take seriously the, the biblical example of praying for their spiritual needs and growth. Mm. So this letter was more of a prayer or it included a prayer? It included a prayer. I mean, it was mm-hmm. interesting. I, I found a number of letters and one of the things she wrote in one of them was she was thanking God that he had quit the whiskey and now she was still praying that he would quit the tobacco. I mean, oh. it, it was fascinating, these letters, because she'd talk about who was sick, who had gotten married, who'd been to visit, and mm. yeah, fascinating. And even today, I'm thinking the day, you know, the age we live in, Kathy, of like texting and emails, like we just don't have these handwritten letters. So what even just a beautiful gift for you yes. to find and, and have all of these letters. And maybe that's an encouragement for someone to write some letters on paper. I love having things in my mother's, my father's, my grandparents' handwriting. For Christmas, my sister gave me a cutting board and it had one of my grandmother's favorite recipes of mine in her own handwriting was put on this cutting board. It's hanging in my kitchen. So there is something so special about seeing something and having something in in their own handwriting, writing these letters and talk to us about this ancestry research and some of the tips. We talked about that earlier before we were recording. Just, you know, I'm just curious about that because I feel like I haven't done anything in that space at all. So several years ago, my husband and I started playing with it. You know, we, um, I was really interested in, we both had our DNA tested and, um, and we joined Ancestry.com and started building our trees and and that sort of thing. And um, I've discovered some cool things. I really wanted to find out when my first ancestor came to the U.S. But mm-hmm. so far, I've gotten back to um, several Revolutionary War soldiers. So um, I've, I, my ancestors have been in the U in the states for a long time before they were the states. Oh. My husband has found um, where some have immigrated, and that's what I'd like to do. But we just play with it. But the um, the editor of Heirloom is very um, deep into this as a hobby. And so she actually supplied the, the tips, the genealogy research tips for the book. Mm. And um, so there is more wisdom in there. That's not mine (laughs) as far as those, as far as those tips. So, but I love it. And I think it just inspires us to know more, even as you're talking about, you have relatives way back to the revolutionary war. I, I can just tell, I want to know more than what I know. I think we all have a deep longing to know where we came from, um, our ancestors, our history for better or worse, Kathy, I think it's good for us to know we can't change the past, but we can understand it. And, uh, and we can, we can begin to create the legacy we want to create for our children and grandchildren. 
And I don't think we realize today how much our ancestors have impacted and helped shape who we are today. But you look at scripture, um, you see it that one reason that there's these um, ancestry lists in scripture, because it Mm. mattered, you know, particularly it mattered to the ancient Israelites who came before them and what the relationship with God was like. It was still affecting them in that day. Mm, That's so, that's so um, interesting to think about, because I think we tend to skip over them, right? We skip over like, all the lists and, but there are, there's a lot of spiritual truths in the list and they're there for a reason. Everything in the Bible is intentional. So just to do those studies. So talk to me, Kathy, about what spiritual legacy is for you. What does that mean to you? And what does the Bible say about spiritual legacy? Yeah, I didn't realize I I knew it was in scripture, but until I really started writing this book, I didn't realize exactly how much there was. Uh, And I think my favorite passage is Psalm 78. The first eight or 10 verses or so repeatedly says that we need to to take what we've been told, what we've heard, what we've learned, what we've learned from our fathers and tell our children so that they can tell their children Hmm. and that Psalm tells us specifically what we should share. We should share things like the, the mighty works of God. And it even gives us a, so that, that we should, we should tell these things, these things about God to our children so that they will one know his commandments, will obey his commandments, will have hope in him. um, will have faith in him and that they will in turn tell their children. So it, it really lays out God's design for spiritual legacy right in those first eight verses of Psalm 78. Mm, That's a great passage to study Psalm 78. I love this. So that's in the Bible, right? Because that tells us the whole point of why it's there. Right. So what are some practical things we can do if people are listening and they're like, I have no spiritual legacy. It's starting with me or they come from a long line of, of, uh, you know, Christian family or Christian home. Regardless, God can either redeem what you didn't have, or he can enhance what you had and you can begin to do something. Or maybe they're thinking, man, I just feel like I messed up as a mom and, and I didn't leave the legacy I want. So wherever our listeners are, what are some practical things that we can do to leave a spiritual legacy? Right. I, I love, there's a, there's a great example in scripture in, in Joshua, when God brought the Israelites across the Jordan River into the promised land. You know, he he had the priest step into to the river with the ark and he held the waters back. And after they all crossed, God told Joshua, take 12 men to go into the riverbed and pick up 12 stones and set them up on the other side of the Jordan. And then later when your children say, what are these stones there for? then then you can tell them what I did here at the river. And so I like to refer to that as a, um, I mean, the reminder stones, right? Spiritual marker, a spiritual sure. marker. It, it was a physical thing, a physical item that gave them an opportunity to tell their children what God had done. Hmm. So we have spiritual markers in our own house, Um like I've brought things back from mission trips that I've connected God stories to. Yeah. We have a, we have a print of Jesus, a depiction of Jesus that um, we purchased when God was doing something incredible in our church that he allowed my husband and I to be a part of. And, and when people say, Oh, I, you know, I like that print. I can say, let me tell you 
the story behind this, mm. this picture. My children know it. My grandchildren know it. And it, it gives me an ongoing opportunity to tell. So spiritual markers, and those are, those are easy and very practical thing for us to do in our families. So what you're really describing for us is even the things we already have in our home or the experiences we've had, share our stories and and then link them to the faithfulness of God, how they have shown God's character, how they've shown God to be faithful, even in the difficult season. You know, this is airing in the very, very beginning of, of 2022. I can't believe I've been saying that, but we've come through such a difficult season. You might feel like, oh, I have nothing to talk about, but you do. You can look back and you can you can have these marker points. A lot of times, even what I call some of my life defining moments or marked moments in my life, Kathy came from, from dark places, from Valley places, laying in hospital beds and, you know, nearly losing my life. But those are marked moments. Um, they ended up being on paper in a book and I share them. My kids have heard me share them, but I don't just tell them as a woe is me story. I tell them as a wow is God story yes, because absolutely. Then, yeah, then it's not, well, let me tell you what happened, but let me tell you what God did. And absolutely. that's those 12 stones, memorial stones. So you can set up a, a physical memorial. You can set up an emotional memorial, a, a just telling it by rote, you know, sitting down with your dad, your granddad, a relative, telling the stories or asking them, tell me the story of blank and let them share that. And how did God show himself strong? So I, you know, I love hearing that. And then you have these faith stories written throughout heirloom. So I would love to know a couple of most interesting faith stories that you encountered while you were writing heirloom. So I wanted to share one more quick idea oh, please, for a practical please. way to, to leave a legacy of faith that I've suggested to a lot of moms is to establish a Thanksgiving prompt in your home. And this is actually one of the stories in heirloom. You ask about an interesting story is um, a friend of ours that has a ranch in Wyoming. He, we went to visit and the first time we heard a train whistle, cause there's tracks that run across his, his ranch. He said, okay, we all have to stop. This is the, when the whistle blows, it's my reminder to stop and thank God. And so it became a, a gratitude prompt for him. Mm. And so my, my husband and I, we can hear a train whistle in our home. And whenever I hear it now, I stop and thank God. It may just be, oh, thank you, Lord, or it may be for something specific. But we all have things in our homes. Maybe when the ice maker dumps, you tell your kids, okay, you hear the ice fall in the refrigerator. It's time for us to just stop and thank God. Oh, I love that. So yes, so a gratitude, a gratitude prompt. But I think my favorite story out of the book, um, it's about uh, a man named John Monkhouse, who was born in London in 1841. He was, uh, both of his parents were gone. He, he lived with his married sister, but he really roamed the streets of London and with the gamblers and that sort of thing. One day, a stranger gave John Monkhouse a black Bible. And John used that Bible to teach himself how to read. And in the process, God used the Bible to bring him to saving faith in Christ. Mm. So eventually, some years go by, John was married. He and his wife and young children immigrated to the United States and settled in Shreveport, Louisiana. He helped found a church there. He was an entrepreneur, but he was always um, giving to the community and in, investing in people's lives and sharing his faith. Hmm. Well, his grandson, Jimmy Monkhouse, was a spiritual mentor 
to my father. Wow. And so this, this, this one act, which is to me is so encouraging because we think that seems like such a monumental task to leave a spiritual legacy. I don't, I don't know that I could, can do that, but mm. we don't realize how God can take even one small thing like giving a Bible to a boy and impact a community, impact, you know, your own descendants, mm. impact um, friends of your descendants. Yeah. So I was impacted personally through that one small act of a stranger. Wow. What a unique story. And, yeah. and tell me, like, for someone who's listening, Kathy, and they think I had no I had no spiritual legacy to speak of. If someone is feeling like you just said intimidated by that or overwhelmed by the task, where would you tell them to start? And and how would you encourage them to kind of push past those feelings of maybe inadequacy or intimidation? Right. Again, you know, start small because it's really about what God does, right? It's not, Mm. the result is not up to us. That's good. Um, The result is up to God. And just as I shared that story about John Monkhouse and what God did with one small thing. God can do that. Every small act of obedience, God can multiply beyond what we can think or imagine, right? Mm. So I think we just take out one small step of obedience at a time. And if we didn't come from a spiritual legacy, in fact, there's a story in heirloom that's the beginning of a legacy. It's um, a woman who, as a, a girl, her parents were saved while she was a girl and their lives were dramatically changed. And so the the beginning of a legacy in her family is something God used to make a huge impact on her mm. because she saw the change. So see, God can even use that as something significant in your children's lives. That's so good. I love that. And it's, it's going to be such a great book here at the beginning of the year, guys, you're going to want to get it for your, maybe your parents, your grandparents, we're still starting this year. Let's let's make it a better year. Let's be intentional about these ch- things like a gratitude prompt. What a, what a wonderful, easy way to start depositing legacy and creating legacy in your home. Be intentional about it. I, I would imagine you agree, Kathy, with me that legacy is not just going to happen arbitrarily. There's, in, there's some intentionality here that you're describing and talking about. Right. And, and again, it can just be small things. Yes. Um, and I, I wanted to emphasize too, you know, we, we can't believe for our children. We can't, mm, we yeah. can't believe for our grandchildren, but the, the idea, what we want to do with this spiritual legacy is just create an atmosphere in our homes where faith can flourish. Mm. You know, we, we, we point them to God. We remind them of his great deeds and we build our homes on the foundation of God's word. And um, that's that's easy to do. And based on the ages of our children, it can be as simple as reading a Bible story. I love that. Creating an atmosphere in your home where faith can flourish. That's a great definition of how we can leave a spiritual legacy. And we can we can all do that. Yes. No matter our background, no matter what we feel like we had or didn't have. And maybe it's just one thing a day or three things a week. And you say these this week, you meal plan or you plan out your activities, you plan out your schedule and just say, these are the three ways I'm going to be intentional about leaving a legacy. When you're talking about the gratitude prompts, I actually put in my phone at one point in my life before I went to bed, 
I am grateful for dot, dot, dot as an alert, you know, in the evenings, because I think we can go through the day, we can, you know, fixate or focus on what went wrong or the negative or what we didn't get done or, you know, things we're concerned about instead of saying, God, I'm grateful for this and encouraging our kids and our grandkids to do the same connecting our story with the greater story of the Bible. That's the real key here. The faith, the things that we've been through, how does that connect to the word of God? That's what you see all throughout scripture. I know Kathy's a Bible girl like I am. And (laughs) we talk here on the podcast about grounding our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. And so the way we do that is we're going to go through difficult things, but when we frame it with the truth of God's word, then that changes the narrative because I've heard often, Kathy, that what happens to us is not nearly as important about as what we believe about what happened to us. So if we have a, a detrimental situation, a negative experience, I'm not saying we, we, we don't recreate it. It is what it is. We're dealing with reality. But when we connect it to the Bible and say, well, okay, what, it, how can God redeem this? How can he repurpose it? How can he use it? Then that becomes something that can end up leaving a legacy. And little do you know, maybe, you know, I've heard eulogies and I've been shocked to think of the, the things that people are mentioned, the little things, like you said, it's the small things that stood out. I remember Kathy, my grandmother, and I probably didn't know her because she lived till her nineties. So by the time I knew her, well, she was well into her late sixties, early seventies. So she had retired. I'm only knowing her in the latter parts of her years. And at the funeral, I heard all these things about her. I didn't know amazing life stories. But what I remember is things like her, you know, sitting in her chair, rocking chair with her Bible. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it was even upside down and she was asleep, but she was modeling for us, you know, that she, she loved Jesus. She had gone through a very painful divorce and, um, and yet that did not erode her faith. And so to see, you know, the, the, the images we have, the smells we have, the markers, like you said, um, and if you don't have those, or maybe you have painful markers, right. you can start with new moments and new marked moments of legacy in your own family. So thank you so much, Kathy, for writing about this. I feel like there's more that needs to be said. My first album actually has a song called heritage on it. And it's in the same idea of thank God for heritage and how can we leave a heritage of faith and conviction and roots that grow deep. That's some of the lyric in there. And um, one step at a time, like you're saying one small choice at a time, don't get overwhelmed. I got to leave a spiritual legacy. And then we get all stressed (laughs) out. Or like you said, sadly, we can't make our children or grandchildren believe or follow faith, but we can leave them the example we have. And you, you never know how those how those moments are going to, to mark them and mark their spiritual journey. So I would love for our listeners to connect with you, Kathy, how can they get a copy of not only heirloom and how to leave a legacy, but you have many other resources and even a newer book that will be published by the time that this episode airs. Right, right. Well, so, so of course, Amazon is a great place to get heirloom. Um, my website, kathyhoward.org, and that's Kathy with a K. Um, I do. I my my desire is to help, particularly women, get in the Word and feel confident and equipped to study God's Word for themselves. And so, I have mm. a lot of free resources to help in that direction on my on my website. And so, yeah, I'd love for them to to check that out. I'm on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I even have a, um, 
good sized Bible reading group on Facebook where we read through a Bible book at a time. And oh, I, I post, love that. I post readings and um, questions every day. Good community of uh, more than 1,700 women from all over the, the world in there. They discuss and pray for one another. And, and that's a great, it's called Reading the Bible Together. Oh my goodness. I love that. Well, I'll put all those links in my show notes as well. KathyHoward.org with a K and you can get a copy of heirloom and her other devotionals and re and free resources are there. Avail yourself of all the free things. We all love free things. I love that you said we, we not only want to read your resources, but you're equipping us to know how to read the Bible for ourselves to remove any intimidation that we might right. feel. Because if we can't do, if we don't understand the Bible and we don't read it, Kathy, it's very hard for us to leave a spiritual legacy. Right. So we understand the stories in God's word, understand the character of God, the nature of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, then we're able to really connect the dots of the word of God to our everyday lives. So yes. not only do you have heirloom, but you have other resources that help us to do that so beautifully. So make sure you reach out to Kathy, connect with her, join her Bible reading plan, whatever has sparked you today. And uh, might be to just dig a little bit more in your own legacy and to begin to do intentional things, small steps that will lead to a big legacy. So Kathy, I'm going to invite you to pray over our listeners in just a moment. I know they're going to love that, but I always ask my guests this one question, and especially with what we've been talking about and how we leave a legacy, I would love to know other than Jesus <laughs> person. Yeah. Cause everyone would say Jesus. So I had to like already put that disclaimer. Um, who in the Bible has most inspired you to make life matter? Maybe it's someone you can't wait to meet in heaven, or is there a burning question that you can't wait to ask? I would love to know. And I know our listeners would love to know who that is. Well, I, can I give you an old Testament and a new Testament? Example? Sure. Absolutely. So in the old Testament, I love Ezra because in chapter seven of Ezra, he's described as he, he studied God's word for himself. He obeyed it. And then he in turn taught it to others. Mm, and so good. that's Ezra is my example for that, right? I want to, I want to study God's word and learn it, but I also long to obey it. And I need to do that before I teach others. So I love Ezra, love Ezra. Love and that. then in the new Testament, you know, I know this probably many of your guests give this answer, but I, I love the apostle Paul. I love his, I love his heart for, um, for the gospel, particularly. I love his heart for the gospel. Mm. I love his exhortations to, um, particularly Timothy. I love those letters and his, um, his exhortation to Timothy to be faithful to God's word, to handle God's word correctly. And that's, that's a verse I keep in, in front of me all the time. I love that. And his letters really are what we're talking about. They're literal letters to his churches, to individuals. Mm -hmm. And um, those letters have, we're still reading them today. I mean, yes. talk about a legacy, good grief. So, and no one's ever said Ezra. So I love that. And I'm not, <laughs> because whenever I hear your, 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 you know, the answers from my guests, I instantly can see how that is connecting to their own passion. And that's what I love about the beauty and diversity of the Bible. There's so many people. I hate even to say characters because they're real people, mm -hmm. but there's so many real life stories, no matter what you're dealing with, 
no matter what background you come from, no matter what you're facing in your future, you will find yourself in the word of God and you will find inspiration and encouragement and all the things we're talking about that you can connect the dots between the good, bad, and the ugly in your own life to the word of God and how we can even leverage our struggles to leave a spiritual legacy. So thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you for your voice in our generation. Thank you for the way you love God's word, because that's, that's just comes through you so beautifully. And, and I want to read from today's takeaways and truth that matters. In fact, um, Kathy mentioned Joshua earlier, as we were talking about these memorial stones. And so it was his very words that, that God drew me today to kind of close our discussion. And it was when he was finishing, like you said, listen, I can't make you believe mm-hmm. that we can't with our kids and grandkids. We can only set an example. That's kind of the moment that Joshua is having here. And it's in Joshua chapter 24 verses 14 through 18. And Joshua says to all of them that are assembled together, now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship, see, he's even acknowledging there what was in their past, what their legacy had been. And he's saying, throw that away. They worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. And and instead, he's telling them, admonishing them, serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves. A lot of you know this verse, this day whom you will serve whether the gods your ancestors served before the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. What a word for today. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And then the people answered. I love this part. I feel like Kathy, we always stop there. And when I was typing this into my notes, I heard this next verse and I thought, oh my goodness. They, then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. That's the response they had to this encouragement and exhortation by Joshua. It was the Lord, our God himself, who brought us and our parents up out of Egypt. There we have legacy from that land of slavery and performed these great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey. And among all the nations through which we traveled and the Lord drove out before us, all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land, we too will serve the Lord because he is our God. I love that passage in context of spiritual legacy so much we could digest, but I just wanted to leave our listeners with that. Whether you've come from, Hey, throw that stuff away, start fresh or Start where you are and start telling the next generation about what God has done in your life. We would love to say that from that moment forward, the Israelites serve God faithfully every day of their lives. But we all know if you read the Old Testament, that's not true. But the encouragement that gives us is we're going to mess up too. We're going to have moments where we stumble in our attempt to leave a legacy of faith. But God is faithful. He knows our hearts. So let's just keep pressing toward him. And thank you, Kathy, this book, Heirloom, How We Can Leave a Legacy of Faith. So we thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. I know our listeners have been so encouraged by you today, and I would love for you to pray over them as we close our time together. Thank you. Oh, Father God, Lord, we we love you. We thank you for your for your faithfulness throughout all generations. And Father, I just want to to pray for all of those hearing this podcast today. Father, I pray that you would help us to choose you today and every day, that you would help us to throw away all our idols and serve you wholeheartedly. I pray, Father, that you would show us 
even in small ways, how we can build and leave a legacy of faith for our families. Father, I pray that you would put your stories on our tongue, that you would open the ears of our children and grandchildren so that they will hear us declare your mighty deeds. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at AngelaDenadio.com, Facebook at AngelaDenadioVOV, and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. Until next week, let's make life matter.